Now, but equally, because I've, I've forgotten that you hadn't gone to drama school. Um, equally, you had that. Did, did is hmm, how could be careful how I say this? It, was it is it a help in a way not having gone to a drama school because you found your own way or, or, or do you wish you had or are you will you one day or what I don't think I will I think if I if I made the decision earlier then I might have thought about drama school I don't know if it would have been the right atmosphere for me anyhow when I was younger I, I don't know if I had it within me to go through the whole process of drama school when I was younger I think for me because I started so late um the idea of of applying for drama school and then spending three years um, in order to forge a career, which at that time I didn't even really know if I wanted to do. I, I, in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, maybe this is just a midlife crisis and I'll try it for a few months and then um, I'll come to my senses and go back to consultancy. Um, so I think drama school was never really an option for me. And I, I, I really don't think it's a case of well, I mean, obviously, I, I'm really big on education. So the idea of studying and having that formal um, process and having the expertise that you get in any kind of educational institution is something I'm all for. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways, I guess, yeah, you know, there's part of me that thinks there are things that I would certainly have benefited from from going to drama school. But I also think that if you are if you really want to do something, you can put together your own program of education. And a lot of it is learning on the job anyhow. So, you know, having spoken to people who've gone to drama school, there are things that they've come out of uh, that they've said they didn't really get experience of. And they wish that their course had been slightly different because um, there were things that they weren't really prepared for. Um, so I think it's six of, you know, either way works. It's what works better yes. for you. Yes. And I think for me, the key way in which I've learned anything about acting is actually just going to see yeah. plays and now watching um, TV. I watch TV in a different way now. I watch TV. A, a lot of it's to do with watching good actors and how they work and what they yes. do, yeah. because that's how I learned stage. I mean, I, I used to go down to the RSC or to the Birmingham Rep and I'd see people like Alex Jennings, Anton Lesser. Uh. Harriet Walter, Amanda Harris, yeah. all those people. And I would just be mesmerized by what they were doing. And even now, if I'm in a situation whereby I'm not quite sure what to do with the line or I'm not quite sure how to make something work, I'll often think about those actors that I really admire and try and imagine how they might do it. And that gives me inspiration to think about what might work. Now, this takes us into a, I, I, th I think it's a fascinating area anyway, is this why do we do it area? Why do we do it? Why, why, what are we driven by? And I think it is very different from person to person, isn't it? You know, and this is one of the things you, I, I don't get to ask people terribly much. because we, we get up and do it. Hmm. Why do you do it? Why do you do it? What is, a, what, what is it about performance that thrills you? When I first started out, it was joining in and alcohol. Um, absolutely and... what I didn't think you would say. <laughs> <laughs> Good it Lord, you started off there. I thought I was going to go terribly deep, psychological uh, attic of your mind, but no. 
there's nothing much up there. Um, no, it, it not true. Cry your audience. <laughs> it genuinely was a case of just wanting to join in. So it was it was at the oh. Shakespeare Institute, and um, it was Andrew Anderson who comes up again. Um, he was directing a play at the Institute and he he ridiculously chose a play with a massive cast, Revenge's Tragedy, and he needed, you know, people to come on sail line and get their heads chopped off, basically. And um, so, Sounds yeah. like an Andrew sort of show, that, doesn't it, really? You know, <laughs> a lot of people and a lot of mess. Yeah. And so I, I said I'd do it if you find me some cider, and that's what happened. And that's how I started off. And then... I sort of realized that there were some nice costumes involved and <laughs> um, so the costumes became that's why I did as you like it with you it was because again yes. Andrew Anderson I made him say you yeah. know you're going to get me a really nice dress from the RSC yeah. aren't you yeah. and as soon as he said he yes did. I said yeah, I'll do it. he yeah. did and he did. beautiful poster if I may say talking about the really deep things oh. that are going on there he's great Andrew's got a tremendous eye though hasn't he got a really good eye for uh, the visual and uh, and for uh, constructing moments that linger yeah. in the mind as an audience, I think. Yes. So, um, well, now you see, I thought you were going to say, well, I don't know what you were going to say precisely, but um, yes, yes. So when you approach a part then, when you approach a part, I suppose obviously it differs from part to part. Um can you can you share some of the some of the practical as well as the kind of uh uh thinking that you do i mean so sort of talk about if you don't mind uh things like how you learn your lines um and uh how do you how do you work on the character that you're that you're going to play you talked very just now you used a in in professional term which I'm guessing means when you talk about the R and D, research and development, I suppose, which are, which is part of the rehearsal process. And so, what do you, uh, what 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 are some of the things you do to to approach that side of things? In terms of learning lines, I'm I'm a just say them over and over again. So I kind of say a line, repeat it three four times. Once I've got it in my head, I move on to the next one. So I'm I'm very old school in terms of how I learn my lines. In terms well, of character... can we stay there for a moment because 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 people who in my little world um this is this is a, this is as big a thing as any particularly when you're over 21 mm. uh and uh, although i refuse to give in to this nonsense about the older you get the harder it gets i really do the number of people i know who who are older than me but their, their grasp of lines is so much more firm than mine um do you do you kind of pace around your house saying the lines? Do you go for a long walk saying the lines? Do you do a tape? What do you do? No, I literally I I will have my script like like this, and I will I will say the first line mm. and have my hand, then put my hand over it and say it three times, check that I've got it right, and then move on to the next one. And then really? I tie those two lines together. So that's how I do it. I don't pace. I don't have a tape. Um, I just, I just sit down and learn them. Wow, wow. So you, so you do it. You do. You say a line three times, then move on to the next, and move on to the next, and move on to the next. But when you get to the end, haven't you forgotten everything? No. Well, I, I, again, I kind of. So if I've got uh, once I've got five or six together, then I will repeat the 
the chunk and if I get anything wrong I'll go back to the beginning until it's set in my head and then every day as I'm learning a script I will go back to the bit that I've bits that I've already learned say those over again make sure I've got those right before learning anything new fascinating I discovered a little technique myself, actually, to, uh, hmm. about today when I, because I was off, uh, I'm doing a piece with uh, Jackie Lines in uh, February, and I went for it. Cause, and funny enough, my daughter said something to me because she's in a playbox thing and uh, she's got a few lines to learn. And she said that they were told at playbox that they should that, that keep on the move while you learn a line because that activates your whole body. And so I thought, oh, I'll have a go at this then. So off I went, schlepping up, uh, uh, went on a walk near near where I live. And then I got to a, the, the bridge that which sounds very glamorous, the bridge that goes over the A46 and the traffic was zooshing under me. And I stood on the on the with my script in my hand and did what you did, covered a line up and said my line. But because the traffic is so loud, I could really belt my flipping line out. And, uh, and because I was in the air, almost like flying above the traffic, it was, I thought it was really interesting, really. Anyway, I, just, I, can't, I have no idea whether it works because I haven't done the piece yet, but I'll keep you posted. And, my, oh, yeah. and another actor, I, I uh, Alex Simkin, who is in uh, Pillow Man. Now, he said what he does is he, this is very interesting. I've never known anybody say this before. He writes out his whole part over mm. and over again. Have you come across that? Um, I haven't come across anybody who's done that in its entirety. But I know that if I write something out by hand, it does help my memory. So I think it's a really good idea. Mm. It's probably something I should try and do. Yeah, yeah, I did try it. I couldn't. I couldn't get on with it. But 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 it. But for, uh, you know, he was. I think you're one of these people as well. From having the shows I've been in with you, basically from from early rehearsal, you're in. I try to be. So um, I was I was one of those actors who used to say, I can't learn my lines until I've actually got started rehearsal. And then when I did Deep Blue Sea a few years ago, I, such a huge part, I thought I'm really going to have to start learning my lines before I get into rehearsal. Otherwise, I'm never going to get these down. And I became a complete convert in terms of trying to get as much of my li- lines learned when you get into the room, because I think that um, the more familiar you are with the text, the more you can actually take advantage of the space that you've got in the rehearsal room. Um, if you're freed from that whole sense of, oh gosh, I'm gonna forget my lines, you can really focus in on what your character is saying, why they're saying it, mm. how the other people are reacting to what you're saying. Mm. And you can be more experimental. You can try mm. more things out because you've got that certainty of, I know my lines, I, mm. you know, I've done that bit of the work. Mm. So all, all I've got to do now is just get the performance to where it could be. So I'm a real convert now in terms of trying to learn my lines before I get into the room. Um, you asked about this whole process of how I, I try and put a character together. Mm. Um, I think for me, it really is connections. Um, It happens on a really intuitive basis. Um, But somebody asked me this question um, a while ago and I, I, so I was able to kind of think it through. And I think it is a case of, I I look through a script and I try and make connections between things that I have in common with the character and things that really stand out as being different from me. Um, That's the first starting point. And then sort of working out where I need to because for me, I, I do kind of think that really 
I'm not trying to pretend to be somebody else. What I'm trying to do is suppress parts of my own personality that don't quite match as much wow. and bring up other aspects of my personality that are more in tune with the character. Um, so I start off from that basis. Um, and then it's it's just one of those things where as I'm starting to think about a character in a play, I'll make connections perhaps with people that I've known situations that I've been in that help me understand what the character might be going through, how they might behave, how they might speak, how they might move. And so when you then go into the rehearsal room, you've, you've already got sort of a, a bank of memories that you can draw on, a bank of wow. ideas that you can draw on. And then obviously the director, the other cast members have also got things that they bring into the mix. Um, and hopefully you have great discussions in the rehearsal room that make mm. you think of other things that develop mm. it further. Mm. Um, so it really is kind of, um, yeah, I guess it's almost like having a box of tools that you, you just draw from in order to create a character that you really believe in and that you can be. And then it's all about every time you perform, just trying to trying to forget that you're you're you've you've been through this situation before, trying to reimagine it as being the first time you're going through it. And I suppose do you do you find things about your character out uh, even as you perform? which I suppose is interesting in film because you get the one shot rehearsal plus the one shot, but do you, do you, do you just, do, do, do things about your character stumble? Do you stumble across things about the character as you, you know, on stage or in the run mm -hmm. or? Definitely. Um, I mean, it, it, for example, in Descent, I think it was sort of, uh, it was maybe four or five performances before the end where I, I went up to the director and said, I've been playing the scene in one way, but actually I'd really like to try it in the other, in another way. Mm. Um, so I really wanted to bring out a little bit more of the anger in her about the situation that she found herself in. And so I tried that on the night. And as a result, um, I, I changed the performance slightly for the last three or four mm. nights. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you do. And I think that's, that's really nice. Um, and again, it's part of that process of when you have got people who are, who are coming to the performance as fresh as they can be each night, um, different things are going to happen. And if you're really in the moment, you're going to respond to what they do differently. And that's yes. going to bring different aspects yes. of your own character's personality out. And I love that. I think that yeah. really is exciting when that happens. And I think it's best better from an audience perspective. Yeah, I'd much rather see something that's a little bit raw on the edges, but feels real and feels like everybody's in it and there's got a, it's got a real energy to it but then something that's incredibly polished maybe very very well done but but just lacks a little spontaneity i'm being dive bombed by crane flies <laughs> describe that i mean you do gosh that's very that's very that's if i may say i find that extraordinarily helpful and uh, uh, my daughter's very into this world i'm going to make her watch this and listen to you um, what sounds terrible, isn't it? Well, I'm sure she won't need pressure in, you know, because uh, um, uh, she, she absolutely loves theatre, absolutely loves it, and it brings out a side in her that she doesn't find in, in life. So what do people, I mean, really, it's going to be pe people who, who know you and uh, know theatre are, are going to be interested in this, I think, but what is it like for you on stage when you, you absolutely love it and you're 
in it in the zone and you've got the lines and you're in a cast that you know you get on with and you like the part what's that what's that like for you when you're on stage oh gosh um i don't know there, there isn't really a word I, I suppose i want to say exhilarating but it doesn't feel quite right it almost feels a little bit too glib to say that but it genuinely is there's a um there is a sort of excitement there's a I don't know. You strike me as somebody who's quite reflective. Am I right in saying that? Yes, uh, too too reflective. I think probably. I'm I'm probably the same, and so I, I I think you probably appreciate what it's like when you just can't get out of your head, and you're constantly living in the present. It's very difficult because you're you're constantly thinking ahead. You're constantly thinking back. You're trying to work things out, and it's exhausting. Um, when I'm really in the moment on stage that part of my brain just stops and it's such a relief Wow! because I am just, it's like the little mouse that's running round and round mm. and round. It's, mm. it's finally quietened and I can actually just feel um, mm. what my character is feeling. Um, and that's really, that's a relief more than anything else, to be honest with you. It's, there's something really, um, powerful about just being in the moment and not thinking about all the things that I've normally got going on in the back of my head. That's really, that's really good. That's really good. There's, I've been reading a lot of Buddhist material recently, uh, started doing it during lockdown and which I, and I didn't know very much about Zen, Zen Buddhism. I'm, I'm absolutely excited by everything I come across now, but one of the wonderful things I've come across, which just jumped into my head while you were describing that is this notion of um it's gonna sound awfully pretentious but why break the habit of a lifetime sort of <laughs> do what you do best play to your strengths pretension is my strength anyway. <laughs> um it's this business of self and no self you know that and that self is you know you, you, oneself is a delusion you know and you, you mm. don't, there's no actual thing there's no part of one's brain that is a soul or is 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 some bit of a curly hippocampus that's graham you know it is so and what you were saying there that really strikes people say oh well, you become somebody else and actually what you just described there is that's very much you know it's not you being somebody else it is somebody else <laughs> oh gosh i'm i'm almost worried to to respond because i think i'll start a ramble um <laughs> all right we've got seven, we've got eight minutes you can ramble all you like you might you might regret saying that no it's it's just that everything you say is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about particularly over the last three or four years so I've always been interested in philosophy and I started uh, attending a philosophy in pubs um meet up once a month and that mm -hmm. has really um triggered off that interest again and um that whole idea of what is self uh, mm. is something that I spend a lot of time thinking about. And mm. I, I wouldn't say I enjoy thinking about it. It's torturous, but I also do enjoy thinking about it. Um, but I guess, yeah, it is part of that. What I was saying, um, being on stage, actually, I can stop thinking about those bigger existential questions um, for a little while. Um, or actually, maybe I, maybe I don't stop thinking about them. Maybe I just live 
different lives um, and experience a little bit of what it's like to be different people. And that just keeps adding to the information um, to a question that I'm never going to answer. Um, why are we mm. here? Who are we? All those kinds of things. But I think that idea of um, that idea of who we are. I mean, I, I, I couldn't really tell you. I, I, there's nothing that I, if I think back to when I was a child, there's nothing that I can really bring forward that I think, yeah, that was me when I was three, four years old. And that's also me now. I couldn't mm. really sort of say that there's one thing that defines me. I mean, I haven't no. even got the same skin that I had when no. I was a three-year-old. I've probably got very little in terms of the original cells that I have, mm. if any. Fascinating. I, I actually, I was, I was looking into this the other day about it's yeah. one of the strange things one Googles. How much, how many, I actually Googled this. How many cells of my body uh, are those that I was born with? Mm. <laughs> I think it's very few, but, but um, so as you say, you know, you, but that's where I think actually that's the, that, that, that actually you put a, you've prompted a, a thought line not deliberately, but you've prompted a thought line that 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 I will, I I will enter its labyrinth, as it were, and see what's there. But this notion of, you know, as you were describing, you 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 take on. It's terribly interesting what you were saying just before about looking at the parts of yourself that you don't have, and then and using that as a doorway into a character. That's very interesting. A lot of people say. You hear a lot of actors say, I have to like my character before I'm going to play him. Or I was listening to somebody on the radio the other day who said, I have to love my character before I can play him or her, which I thought was very interesting. I love hearing these different perceptions of how, of how people do it, you know. Um, uh, so you, what you, you were just saying there would seem to imply actually you don't have to like the character. Because I suppose if you're playing a character who doesn't like themselves, that would just be too tangly, wouldn't it, to like a character who didn't like themselves? But I suppose you can. Sorry, I'm on a ramble now. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose you can play a, like a character who doesn't like themselves. I think so. Um, I mean, I, you mentioned Deepfakes earlier on, um, which is a Zoom play um, that I did recently. And I played a character in that who I've been describing as the love child of Priti Patel and Dominic Cummings. Um, she is basically a sort of- We'll end spin. it right here. We'll end it right here because that's given me a nervous <laughs> breakdown. Right there, right there. That, that will dust the internet. The whole Zoom thing will melt. Oh. And, and the awful thing is it could well be true. It could well be true. I, well, I wouldn't be surprised actually if the revelations came out that that happened. Well, I've got Matt Hancock now in my head and you put him there. And yeah. <laughs> Well, I must say that character, I didn't like her. There was nothing really to like about her. Um, so, yeah, I can play a character who I don't like, but you can find things within that character that you, even if you don't like or admire the quality them itself, you can admire an aspect of, that quality so um even you know the the fact that she was so relentless in terms of pursuing um a rather evil plan 
her relentlessness in terms of being able to pursue that her her actual I would say her lack of um empathy you can even find something like that you can find a my I don't don't know if this is the right word but a positive side to that it was actually quite freeing playing a character who genuinely didn't care about what anybody else thought who didn't care about the consequences on her what she wanted on anybody mm. else um so whilst you know again nothing I liked about her I would hate to be her for a temporary part of you know for a little bit of time to be able to play someone like that mm. was quite um it was quite exciting mm. and it was interesting and mm. you know it did make me go well actually maybe I should be a little bit more ruthless in certain ways not not nowhere near to the degree that she was but mm. I should be a little bit more assertive in certain areas. Um, uh, yes. Well, gosh, that, there's a whole there's there's four hours there, isn't there? What we carry from a character into our life, and I don't know whether we actually know we will ever know whether we do that. Um, but I'm sure we do. I'm sure mm. we do. That's very interesting. I've actually never had somebody say. Somebody wants uh, people sometimes say to me when they when they've been for, unfortunate enough to be trapped in a theater and can't get out and they've seen me act something and they'll say oh I saw a lot of you in that particularly when it's characters who are you know mass killers and whatnot which is terribly gratifying um, <laughs> but I've never had it the other way around actually where somebody's said to me you know oh you're, that's because that's what the hell would they say that to me you know you're very goodness me you're so like it's never been that it's always have you have you found people say when you when you when you've played a part um oh, i could really see you in that and is that a good thing because of what we were just saying about being somebody else completely i suppose you can never be somebody else completely or is the notion of self so fluid that actually it's a ridiculous question anyway discuss <laughs> oh um well, I was going to say, actually, Graham, I've seen you in quite a bit. And normally you are playing quite sinister characters. So I'm, I'm really pleased that actually I don't see much of you in your characters. And please don't start to bring your characters into your real life. I know. I tell you what, I have to drive myself home at the end of a show and it terrifies me because there's only me in the car. And uh, I have to stop for just think, well, what, if, what if I break down? I'm trapped in the car with me. Like oh, Charlie, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Pillow Man character. I tell you what, my daughter oh, came to see some of the rehearsals, and she was actually she was. It was worrying because she saw the rehearsals, and she was totally kind of not phased by, it, which made me think, "Oh God, I'm actually like this." So, what do people say to you? Do they say, uh, "Yeah, that was that was very you, that character"? Or actually, does it even matter whether people say that? I don't think it matters at all, really, does it? I don't think actually. I've had people generally say that um i don't remember it so much no um so I fingers when, go on no so, uh, that's it really fingers crossed it's a case of i have managed to um i've managed to change myself enough i'm not well basically i hopefully i'm not playing myself um i am actually mm. you know playing a different character a fair bit because you are, this is one of the things that is so, uh, this is so, um, that is so strong about your work is that the things I've seen you do are so, Alex vanishes. Now, what is that? 
that, you know, with people who are very, 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 very good, and I don't suppose you can you can ask you can answer this. Uh, it just goes, and actually, with you, as with a lot of actors I know who are pretty good, it goes very quickly from backstage to on stage. A different Alex vanishes, and uh, you know. Chanchi character or Roxanne, which is the first thing I ever did with you, I think, or maybe it was the second thing I did with you. Um, so, just to, on a pretty practical level, in case I, I, I drop us down a rabbit hole of you know, inspection, what do you go through when you're backstage and you're waiting to go on? And uh, how do you switch from being you to being the character uh, or have you is that not something that actually one one can describe um i don't know if i am going to be able to describe it really all mm. i can say is i'm always very nervous before i go on stage are you well how do you I get do... over the nerves then and tell us about the nerves it'd be very reassuring for people oh gosh i mean the nerves um you know i i talked about alcohol earlier I genuinely did no I mean people will tell you um I think it surprised a few people talk to Jill Heiser about this um yeah. actually, I think it was it was it not in um was it not in Serrano in fact I think there was I've got a picture somewhere of me sitting in that beautiful dress with a can of cider um in my hand no, I've, I, no, I've not seen that that's just <laughs> taking away the entire aura I know it's dreadful isn't it? I've stopped doing that actually I, I stopped doing that some time ago but I genuinely did I used to drink before I used to go on stage I'd have a, a can of Strongbow <laughs> because I'm classy like that and um, I would have some some Strongbow before I went on stage and that no would way. help to take, yeah oh yeah it, it would help to take away the really? nerves and That's it would um, ease my throat and so I would I would do that before I went on stage and then I realized that probably wasn't a really good way or, of moving things forward. And so um, for me, a really good warm up is the best way in which I can relax because then I, you know, you physically warmed up, your voice is warmed up. It mentally helps you get into the right place. And you mentioned Ming Yu Lin, actually, um, a director I work with. And there's a warm up. Um, that she introduced me to a couple of years ago, which is kind of linked into Tai Chi. She was talking about working with, um, she worked with Chinese directors and it's something that they use quite a lot where they, they will get the cast to um, go in a slow race. So the idea is to mm -hmm. run as slowly as possible. Um, and it's amazing how it just focuses your mind and just gets rid of any kind of tension that you've got around yourself. Um, you know, if you've struggled to get to the theater because of traffic or whatever it happens to be, all of that just goes when you do this exercise. So I think for me, a really good warm up exercise is key in terms of getting to that place. And then just before you go on stage, I think it's just remembering the fact that you've been nervous before, you know how to manage it. Once you step onto the stage, your, your body will know what to do. And, you know, all those fears that you have about your mouth won't open, your lines will go, etc. It will, once you walk onto stage, those will all go and you'll just be the person that you are supposed to be. Well, now, sadly, my internet is beginning to fail, which it does after a while. It goes into a sulk after about 55 minutes of, of, of uh, any sustained contact with the outside world. 
Um, and so, uh, sadly, I'm genuinely sad. We'll have to we'll have to uh, call a halt there. Also, I promised my daughter we'd have our pizza at eight, and uh, you know, very important to uh, meet your promises. I think to you. So, but we must do a part two at some stage. You know, in a couple of months or something. It's just, there's lots and lots of areas here that I I think other people would find very beneficial to learn about this. What it is to be because you're able as an actor it's fascinating to hear you talk about this because you're able to talk you're able to you're telling us about the very kind of nitty gritty i know you're joking about the, about having a, a, a drink of whatever before you go on but it is interesting to see the curtain drawn back and then you talk about the tai chi bit now that's absolutely fascinating I, I, only because, to me at any rate because it goes into this thing about this the the, the, the uh zen thing about um uh being in the moment you know and and uh and this is the only moment you'll have and so on and so on and and slowing things i my, my daughter thinks i've gone bonkers because i'm trying to live this out you know and i walk i, I walk around the house i try sometimes to walk around the house exceptionally slowly <laughs> No, I, I don't think, I think it's a really good idea. I, I, yeah. I'm really interested in it as well. So I'd be fascinated to hear more yeah. from you about wow. how you're feeling it and what you're doing. Let's because I, do I, I think there's a lot to it. Yeah. Now, I'll be, we're breaking up quite badly now because your voice is out of sync. So, Alex, thank you very much indeed. For I'll just press the stop button. Uh, but thank you so much.